Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. What is the difference between fake foods and counterfeit food? How do we determine this? Joining us on the line now, Tebe Kalifeng, who's the founder and chairman of Brand Africa and principal at Africa Intellectual Property Partners, a branded IP firm and also brand and retail analyst. Tabe Tebe, thank you for joining us. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Are you well? All good, and I certainly hope I had all your designations correct. Was I on form? I don't have many. <laughs> thanks, Debbie. Thank you so much for confirming. Once again, thanks for joining us. I'm sure many of our listeners are going to want to know what the difference between fake foods and counterfeit food are. Let's start with fake foods. What are fake foods? Well, I think both of them, whether it's fake or counterfeit, I think it's probably going to be English, but I think both of them, are uh, trying to create the impression that it is the real thing. They are leveraging off of the equity of established brands. Right. And and how bad how bad is this at the moment? What should we be looking out for then? Well, you, we see them everywhere. So if you look, so it, it, so if you go to the marketplace, for example, if you go to uh, let, let's say maybe let's start at the beginning. Yes. So when you go to uh, Fenton City, let's have an example in South Africa, Johannesburg, or the Ocean Mall in Durban, right. they've got what you call the uh, the Diamond Walk. Let's go at the highest end. Right. And on that end, you find the Dodge and Gabbana, the Louis Vuitton, and all those. The thing that those brands do every year is they invest a lot of money in design, lots of money, a lot of money in brand building. So when somebody then counterfeits or create a fake product that looks like the other one, it means that that business is not benefiting from its investment. Mm-hmm. That's one. But the second thing is that it's also suffering from a reputation perspective because now I bought something I thought was Louis Vuitton or I thought was Dolce & Gabbana, and then it does not perform according to what was promised it's going to perform. So it starts falling apart, for example. So now right. it has a reputational impact on, uh, on the main brand. Because, you know, the innocent consumer was told, oh, look, this is the real thing. Because, you know, these fake or comfortable goods are so good these days. Sometimes you can't even tell the difference between the real thing and the, and, and the bad thing. But from a quality perspective, they begin to affect, uh, they, they don't perform to the, to the same level. So that's just on the, the light side. But on the extreme side, this could be also risky from a health and safety perspective for consumers. Because if you now say you're buying expired food, for example, right. or, or, or you're buying food that purports to be the right one that did not go through the test, if you will, uh, that an SNDS or, or food and drug, whatever are, are standard by in the country, and the food then has, has a negative health impact on you, then it means you are in trouble as a, as a consumer because sure. you could suffer from a health thing. Or in the medicine, in the worst case, then we, you know, if you're going to many other countries, there is a preponderance of medicine that has not gone through the medicine control council, if you will, or been authorized. Now you are taking a tablet that has expired, right. or a tablet that purports to be the right one. It's not even a generic. Because remember, that you could have a generic. It is, a generic is not fake. A generic is using the same property and does the same thing. It just does not have the main brand name. Typically. So, 
sorry to come in there. Let, let's just rewind a little. Okay, so you did mention that, you know, that um, the, the, the manufacturers of these products are, you know, they're so good to such an extent that it's so difficult to tell the difference between the real thing and uh, the not-so-real thing. So what can – I mean, everyone listening to this, well, what, what, what should we be looking out for then? Because we obviously don't want to be affected by exactly what you've just outlined, outlined now, by a false product which contains uh, – False ingredients which can impact on one's health. Are there any specific telltale signs or any specific tips you can give as to what to look out for? I think it's, it's a two-sided side, two, uh, two side to the coin. Right. On the one side is the manufacturer or the, or the marketer of the product. Right. I think it is incumbent on them to educate the customers on what the real thing looks like mm-hmm. and how to find the real thing. I mean, if you get a brand like, let, I'm use a, let me just use a, a fashion brand, for example. Right. A brand, uh, a brand like Bottega. It does not have a name on it. You can't mm. see the name. But the, but the construction of the pack, it is so distinctive. You are able to tell, and, and they find a way to, to deceptively brand the product that you are able to find, okay, this is the real thing. Not the real thing. But I think on that end, for all these brands, whether it's uh, fashion brands or whether it's food brands or whether it's all those, it is incumbent on the manufacturer to educate the customers on what the difference between the real thing and, and, and not the real thing. But also secondarily, it's to educate the customers on what are the official channels through which they distribute mm. their product or the retail or the market their product. Right. And then, of course, on the other side, when you've done a good job as a marketer, or as a distributor to tell to to educate your customers on the one side your customers now know how to find the right thing so i mean unfortunately uh, in tough economic times people want to participate in the same space they want to participate in the branding space or the branded space but they cannot all uh, afford but what what is important is we need to ensure uh, that they understand that but there's a third part to it and the mm. third part of it is perhaps the legal part, so it's the, right. legal, the legal, the legal, the legal uh, leg. And on the legal leg is where now a government, you know, I remember when I was a young guy, I was 30 years ago, I was working in Hong Kong, and uh, the people were selling Ralph Lauren on one side, right. and uh, Ralph Lauren with the three legs, and other one with the four legs. The three legs were out in the street, and the four legs were in the shops. And, um, <laughs> and if, wow. you the, if you can't tell the two, and as soon as that, what to happen there, which was quite interesting, is the police were quite active. So the police were out in the street, and as soon as the guys see the police, they run away and they, and they were, were the fake good. So you need that as well. I think you remember in the days when we used to have CDs. That, yes. Uh, that um, the, the, the authorities will go and confiscate those cities and destroy them. Right. Because remember, not only does the manufacturer lose money or the marketer lose money, mm. the country also loses money. Right. The country, because a lot of the time, these um, these fake goods do not come in through the right channels. Right. And, uh, and as, a result, as a result, the country does not get to benefit from quote unquote appropriate taxation. Mm. Tebe, so just very quickly within, I mean, we just got a minute left. Uh, government, how bad is it in South Africa now? What's government doing about it? In tough economic times, you will see this uh, in the rise. It is out in the street. You see it in every single corner. I think our government, our government needs to do a better job. Of, of policing, uh, but then having said so, they've got their hands full between portals and, mm. uh, and, uh, and, and everything else. Uh, I, I imagine this is probably the last thing on their mind, yeah. but it should be the first thing on their mind because it's costing the country money as well. It's costing the country reputation, it's costing the retailers uh, money, and it is uh, a danger to society. 
Tebe, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, just to give us some background as to what we are dealing with regarding fake foods, counterfeit food, best before, sell-by dates, that kind of thing. I guess the bottom line is you've just got to be very wary and eagle-eyed looking out for products that we that attract our attention rather on the shelves as we meander through all the malls and the shops.